Boom, what's going on, y'all? It's your boy CNI back with another episode of this podcast, Wrap Ups. Welcome to episode three. It is me, myself, and I, CNI, the Peruvian plug, has the day off. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, today I want to talk about something that is extremely important that speaks to the character of man that speaks to the rules of the game and how it's supposed to be played now ladies and gentlemen i'm quite sure that many if not all of you that are tuned into this have heard the news takashi has spilled his guts he snitched he rolled he did what any real g would never do. Now, within the last couple weeks, I've seen the Little D interview on Vlad TV. Now, for those of you that are not familiar with this stand-up proud gentleman who handled his business, and when it came time to answer the bell, stood up like a man and did what he had to do to protect and provide for his family. And in that case, that man sat down for almost 28 years. But he did the crime, so he did the time. Now, I don't understand what day and age we live in when you can call yourself a gangster, go city to city, telling a bunch of real niggas to suck your d- and you don't expect there to be some repercussions, some actions as a result of your words. And then when the shit hits the fan and you do get what you've been asking for this whole time, you fold like a cheap suit. Now, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into the details of, of what's been revealed so far. But I hope that you can tell by the passion in my voice, my disdain for this motherfucking rap right here. I mean, there is absolutely no excuse that would be suitable for sending so many men to... What I presume the judge will be handing out life sentences. All of these G's that he wanted to be a part of, that he went out of his way to join the gang because he felt the optics of it would help him ascend to the heights that he aspired to. He made a deal with the devil, and when the devil came for his due, he tried to shirk it. He tried to duck his end of the agreement, his bargain, that he shook hands and signed in blood. Now, I've seen this play out before, ladies and gentlemen. People get hurt in situations like this. And then a lot of times, it's not even the people that did the ratting. 
put his whole family in danger. His whole family in jeopardy. I mean, the man got a little girl. As a man, you have two purposes in this life. You protect and you provide at any and all costs. And if it means that you have to sit down for the rest of your life to sacrifice your life for the safety and the sanctity of your family so they can walk the streets and say, yeah, my daddy ain't here. He's sitting down. I got to go upstate to visit him. But he's a man of integrity. He made bad choices and he's paying the price for the decisions that he made. Now, what this shows is that Takashi is saying you could do what you want to do and it won't be no penalties. It won't be no repercussions. You could pay somebody $10,000 to shoot a nigga in Times Square, but you expect leniency so that you can see the light of day someday? I mean, even if he gets 47 years, there's still the possibility that he'll see the streets again. And he rolled, not because it was the right thing to do, not because he came to a sudden attack of consciousness to realize I have been living the wrong life, but because he heard, and I'm almost certain of this, a recording that the feds played for him of his baby mama dealing with shoddy, and he couldn't take it. He didn't like what he heard. He couldn't believe his ears. And he said, I'm going to get this motherfucker. I'm going to roll on everybody like a snitch, like a punk rat buster. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the facts of the case. Let's get down to facts. What are the facts, he asked. Facts now. In February 2015, 6ix9ine and a couple other men were involved in an incident involving a 13-year-old girl. In October 2015, he entered a guilty plea, and as a result, he was required to obtain his GED, perform 300 hours of community service, refrain from posting or reposting sexually explicit or violent images that feature children or women to social media and not commit any crimes for two years and write a letter of apology to the girl and her family. In April 2018, as a result of him running his punk rat snitch mouth and starting smoke at the Barclays Center, there's a shooting. This took place at the Adrian Broner fight. And as a result of his homeboys having his punk rat snitch back, 
they got the strap. They was dumping because he couldn't handle it by himself. Now, in May of 2018, he gets arrested for driving on a suspended license. But now here's where things start to get a little interesting. July 2018, six, excuse me, Snitch 9 was kidnapped and robbed. A former member of his own management team was arrested as a suspect. I am positive that this was one of the deciding factors on why he decided to roll. But again, once you win it, you're supposed to be in it for life. That's what this game is about. What he intended this to be about, what he intended this to be for was to make him an untouchable mob boss figure in the public eye. And he didn't understand all the penalties and consequences and repercussions that come along with this life. Like any stranger, like any tourist trying to visit into the life of a gangster what a real G, what the real G's gonna do, he found out the hard way. And he didn't like what he found out. In August 2018, Uncle Murder, while filming a video, Forget the Strap, with 50, Snitch 9, and Casanova, an unidentified person, fired shots a half a block away now, who knows who popped the shots? Ain't nobody pointing no fingers over here, man. And in September 2018, Snitch Nine's house was raided by the FBI while he was in Dubai filming a video. Should have just stayed there. If we being real with it at this point, if you was going to rat, if you was going to snitch, if you didn't have a constitution to stand up and be a man, what you come home for? You was already overseas. You knew they was closing in on you at that point. You should have just found a place that didn't have extradition with the United States of America and took your punk raggedy ass there with whatever you had in the bank and just kept rapping from overseas and never come back home. Anyway, they found an AR-15 and a backpack that had credit cards and an ID of a man who was a victim of a midtown robbery in April that the feds got him recording the whole thing. Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, now I, I, I've known quite a few real gangsters in my time and the last thing they want is the possibility of some dirt that they did coming back to be revisited in a court case. D didn't we all watch Menace to Society? Don't we know why O-Dog was arrested at the end of the movie? <laughs> he walking around with the tape. Remember, they had a big fight, him and Kane. Man, I told you, stop showing niggas the tape, man. He was going off. And, and that's what we doing? I, I don't understand. I don't get it. Now, October... 2018, Snitch 9 was sentenced for his 2015 case involving the minor. He gets four years probation. 
a thousand hours of community service, that's a win. Later, that day, he's scheduled to have a dinner with Elliot Grange at Philippe Chow and Snitch Nine's bodyguard was shot as a result of an altercation that broke out outside. November 8th, 2018, Snitch Nine is filming the video with Ye and Nicki Minaj and while at a house, shots ring out. No big surprise. It's happened before. November 15th, goes on to Breakfast Club, says, I fired everybody. Everybody's gone. Uh, they robbing me. They, they, they taking my money. I, I'm canceling all my U.S. shows. I ain't doing no more shows. I got the feds sitting outside the house. I'm scared. I scared. I scared, boss. I scared of the FBI. Why, why he ain't think about that when he was doing all the dirt? What did I miss? How, how do you play the game and then have regrets about it? Mid-game. Mid November 18th, Snitch Nine and five of his associates, Trey Shadi, Fahim Walter, Fuguan Lavik, Jensel Ish Butler, Jamel Murda Jones were arrested by the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives in concert with the NYPD and Homeland Security. Snitch Nine faces a range of racketeering, firearms-related charges. Each of the related charges carries three years to life. He's denied bail. And that brings us to the present day, February 1st. Reports that Snitch Nine has rolled. Say it ain't so. In an unsealed document, going all the way back to January 23rd, 2019, a new indictment, Snitch Nine admits that he was a member or associate of the Nine Trey Gangsta Bloods, which the indictment calls a criminal organization, and Snitch Nine admitted to participating in unlawful activity in furtherance of the conduct of the enterprise's affairs. <clears throat> Specifically, shooting at rival gang members in Times Square on March 20th, 2018, robbing rivals of Nine Trey on April 3rd, 2018. Again, in Midtown Manhattan, cops found evidence linking Snitch Nine to the robbery at the apartment and aiding and abetting the shooting of rivals of Nine Trey at a hotel in Times Square on June 2nd, 2018. Uh, this one is likely a reference to the Chief Keefe shooting. He admits to some drug charges, distribution and possession with intent to distribute a controlled 
substance, which was revealed to be heroin, and firearms charges. Um, and this is more than likely linked to the robberies and the shootings. The punk snitch is, according to the government, cooperating against multiple people in the Nine Trey gang. Ladies and gentlemen, these are the facts of the case. Let's get down to facts. What are the facts, he asked. Facts now. If he was concerned with the decisions that he made, with the actions that he chose, and how they were meeting themselves out in redistribution upon his life, he had plenty of warning beforehand and all throughout, all during that bullshit that he was pumping out. All the trolling he did online, all the taunting, disrespecting real G's everywhere he went. How does this affect hip-hop going forward? That's the real question. We don't know what kind of deal he cut with the feds. Does he have to sit down for a while? Does he get probation? Will he be out in January of 2020 when his sentencing guidelines are, are set to be handed out by the judge? If Snitch Nine gets out and makes a new album, will people support him? I don't know. You know, a decade ago, I would have said absolutely not. But these are different times we're living in. You can pretend to be a thing and people will like that. They're respected. Not me. Not me. You got to be a real one. You want to be a stand-up individual? You got to really be about it. Yeah. That's the era I come from. I'm finished with this Snitch Nine character. He will not get any more time. On this show, wrap-ups will have nothing to do with him. But this is a warning. The next time you guys start to like an individual who comes out and says, I'm a gangster and I do this and I do that, think about what you're supporting. Snitches get stitches. That's a little word from your boy CNI. I hope you can appreciate the passion that I have for this subject matter. If this is your first time here at Wrap Ups, man, go ahead and subscribe. Click that notification bell if you're watching this on YouTube. If you're listening to it on iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, or anywhere else, please subscribe so you can stay tuned to the latest show, the latest podcast that we do every week right here on Wrap Ups. See y'all next time.